0: Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos and Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast.
1: When you are creating content for Google, YouTube, whether that's written, whether it's a video, focus on your audience first and foremost. Their intent, whether it's title and description or, or keywords, they
2: really do matter, but what matters most is that they actually appear in your video, that this video is actually about what you say it's about.
0: Do the work, connect all the pieces together, do the five things, plus all the other things you need to do, and then just connect them together, and if you do that, I can't guarantee anybody's success, but it feels like you're going to be more successful at drawing the attention that you need. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Workflow part of the Visual Lounge. We're so glad you're here. We're excited. We've got a great topic. We're going to be talking about SEO. Oh, and if those three letters don't mean anything when they're pushed together like that for you, we'll explain it to you in just a minute. Before we get to that, though, one thing I want to talk about is the video workflow episodes. We're going to take a quick break for a couple weeks. We're going to regroup, take some time, stretch, you know, figure out what we're doing, and we've got some great things that we're planning for. We just need a, a few weeks' time to keep things moving for you. So we'll be back with that. The visual lounge that happens on Thursdays is gonna keep going uh, live and then those drop on Wednesday in the podcast feed. So thanks everybody for being patient with us and Justin, Andy, we're glad you're here. And here's the cool thing, I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna learn a ton during this episode and we're we're gonna basically turn it over to Justin to to pour out SEO wisdom. But let's start with the beginning because I know, especially for trainers, instructional designers, people that are not marketers, SEO is a term that they don't inherently know. So Justin, what is S E O? It's not a rock band from the eighties. I figured that out. Yeah.
1: at it's, no, it's not, but it could be, uh, at its most basic, how I tell people is I help, uh, you know, SEO is search engine optimization. So I'll say that the acronym is that. So if you're not familiar and basically what that means is trying to get your things to show up in Google for free. So in Google, uh, the main search engine, you can either get in there by ranking really highly organically or by paying to put something in there. So SEO is the organic side of that. Um, well, I have a question. And, yeah, it, I, I have okay, a, let's a, roll. Right yeah. off already
0: a question. It's because like I go to Google and I see a bunch of text. I mean, I guess occasionally I see it. Like, Is that an important thing? Mm. I, and I'm thinking from an audience perspective, right? D- d- why does this matter? Why is it important to optimize for search? And it's, it feels kind of weird to think about.
1: Yep. Yep. And so it's it's becoming more and more important for video in particular because, you know, it's kind of old head at this point, but YouTube is the second largest search engine. It's also owned by Google. Therefore, Google is pulling in more and more. I'm sure as you type in, especially how to or things around certain software or products, um, that Google is putting more and more video content into those search results. So if you're looking on how to cook a recipe, you're not just going to get a whole bunch of text posts. You're probably going to get three or four videos that pop up there too. Same if you're looking for help uh, on a particular piece of software, it's the exact same thing. You're probably going to get a list of videos in there along with the text and the blogs and the sort of traditional um, more text-based help content.
2: And we've talked about this by the way in other in other parts of what we do where we say like you know you can make the best video in the world but like it has to have an audience to be successful so i think this is why this is so important and it should be part of everyone's video workflow because the fact of the matter is if you make a great video it has to get seen to be great so i think uh justin's really helped me uh with my own workflow uh, especially on youtube to to make our videos rank for the terms that we want them to
0: well, I just want to know that uh, and uh, something you said, Andy, is part of your work. We have a part of your workflow if you're putting a video externally. So for if you're making sure. an internal training video, I, I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb and say it doesn't matter as much. But I think it really does matter because I think the things Justin mm-hmm. that we wanted to talk about today still have applicability. So if you're doing an internal video and you're thinking, oh, I don't have to worry about that just listen, cause I think you'll find that these things are really important. We've got a, a few of them we want to cover, but so Andy, thank you for that because yep. it would be so easy to think like, Oh, it doesn't apply to me. I, I make training for my company. And, and that's just not quite the case. Yes. It's not trying to get ranked on Google, but you have a learning management system or you have an internal SharePoint site or something that may benefit from good practice. Yeah. And yep, we don't
2: absolutely. just have a few things we have five things. In fact, and, and even talking about those things, I think it's important to mention the first one as, as we're going to get into this applies to both because the first one is have a clear video title. And the reason we would say this works for, you know, non uh, external facing for internal facing videos is because if people don't know what they're going to click on, they're not going to click on it. Like you need to be very clear about what they're about to watch. Let them understand uh, this video is about or, you know, how to get through your I don't know, HR software site. That was a real good example, Andy, real fast. But you, you get the idea. It's, it's the title needs to tell them what it is. Otherwise, no one's going to click on it. No one's going to watch it.
0: So, so what are some of the things that make a clear title? Because you know, I think from Andy's perspective, I'm thinking like you know, like the value prop, like you, you know, you'll learn how to get through this or do this. Or is that, is that what mm. makes for good SEO for a title? Like what kind of things should we consider here?
1: I, when you're thinking SEO, or even if you're, when you're thinking internally, I think a lot of it comes down to that particular user or audience intent. And so there's no, I mean, with a video title, there's a million different things. We AB test video titles. We AB test blog titles for this exact reason.
0: What's that mean? I I hate to be uh, super basic and yeah, no, that's fine.
1: Like just testing one, pitting one against the other to see which one might win and which one might get more clicks and, or, you know, views and stuff like that. Um, and so we, I guess the easier way to say is we test those things. Um, but it, from the clarity standpoint, when you think of user intent, and some of it, too, is just how people are starting to um, interact with the different channels. So like YouTube, if you type in how to do x, y, and z, and there's one video that says how to do x, y, and z fast, and there's another one that just says x, y, and z tutorial. Which one are you probably gonna click on? You're probably gonna click yeah. on the one that says how to do X, Y, and Z fast, because A, it pulled in the full title and then it's gonna try to convince you that they're the fastest way to do it. And so there's little things like that as far as the title that um aren't a direct tie into SEO, but when you're thinking about wanting to write a title, you want to write a title that somebody's gonna actually want to click. And that has sort of an offshoot effect. And that's just true regardless of where you're posting that content.
2: Well, and this is one of those things, clear titles. Uh, even on YouTube, uh, we had a lot of tutorials that were getting dumped is the wrong word. We would upload a lot of tutorials all at once when we have a major product release. Uh, and the tutorial team usually is making them for our website. The tutorials live on our website. That's their home. And it was kind of secondary and helpful to have them on YouTube. And I asked them to do this. And when the, they got uploaded, they were all like, Camtasia 2021, X, Y, and Z. Camtasia 2021, A, B, and C. Camtasia 2020, but they all had that same Camtasia 2021. They didn't look different because the thumbnails were very similar at first. Uh, So those titles really didn't make it clear if you were watching the same video, if you'd already seen that Mm -hmm. video. Uh, And again, like there's only so many characters in those small previews. So if it says Camtasia 2021, that's not a short title. And now we've got like a couple more characters left before it's gone. So really want to be sure that even... You know, you want a long title to be clear. Not, I mean, it doesn't have to be long, but you want a good title to be clear and say what the video is about. But you also have to realize that the first bit of that title may be all people read before they quit or give up. So it's, it's important to, to make it very clear.
0: Yeah, it feels like I don't have a lot of time. So I'm just scroll, 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 and I need the thing that's gonna like grab my attention. Tell me that this is the relevant video. And that's, you know, I talk a lot about relevancy with a lot of different places, but this is like the first piece of that, right? Show me. Mm-hmm. Through the title that this is going to meet my needs, what I want, because everything else I don't care. I don't care what you're, I don't care. Is Camtasia 2021 is it going to do the thing for me? Eventually, I need right. to make sure it matches my product version. But I, so I, I love that advice. So that's well, that's really, one. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. As I was gonna say,
2: just the last bit I was going to add is, is Justin's even shown you know, hey, keep Camtasia 2021, put it at the end, put it in parentheses, put it somewhere else. Just don't make it the first call. You know, call out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. So that's one. What, what is the second one? We're, we're counting down or counting up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're at number two. So what's number two here?
1: Yeah. Number two is, uh, writing a detailed description. And this is especially true on YouTube, but it's true of a lot of different hosting platforms, whether you're using Wistia or, you know, a, a, who knows a Vimeo, who, whatever you're using to host, it's good to have a clear description from the SEO side. It's clear for a It's good for a couple different reasons. The main one is you're allowing the search engine, whether search engine or Google's, to understand a little bit more about what the video is about and um, as well as the user. Now, both of those uh, um, search engines can pull from the actual video itself. So the descriptions are probably becoming a little less important. Um, But one thing I want to say that is, uh, an opportunity. And I know Andy will talk about this a little bit. It has to do with chapter markers and segmenting out the content. I'm sure most of you, if you go out to YouTube and you search, uh, videos these days, you're starting to see like little segments on the timeline across that lets you actually click through and find a particular segment that you want having to go all the way through. It's kind of like a table of contents Um, and we you're actually, what I've started to see is that stuff show up in Google as well. So if I type in how to do something, they're actually going to take that from YouTube, extract that information that you gave them in the description, and then display that on the Google results. So you could actually click into the exact point that you wanted to off that search result all because you spent a little bit of time and had a detailed description. Yeah. Those chapter
0: indexing,
2: Justin's right. That's one of my favorite things that that YouTube's made so easy to do. And and it looks somewhat intimidating. It looks like you need to be a code writer or something to do it. It's one of the easiest things to add. All you have to do is know where on your video, you know, the section about audio editing is. Maybe it's two minutes and 22 seconds in. In the chapter section, you just write two colon 22, two minutes, 22 seconds, and then write, you know, whatever the section's about audio editing. And Just hit save and YouTube turns it into a clickable link. Then after a day or two, it depends how long it takes them to process. That's when the timeline magic happens that Justin was talking about where you can actually see it. It takes me back to the old days of authoring DVDs and Blu-rays and being able to make like chapters and scene selections. Uh, And people want that, like clickability to jump to just the part they want. Uh, And if you use... You know, Justin talked about user intent. If you use phrases that people might search particularly, audio editing is a good example of that actually, uh, then people are going to find your video uh, because again, Google is going to use those chapter indexes as placeholders. Uh, and also people will see that and they'll say, ooh, that's what I'm here for, and they'll click it right away. So uh, chapter indexing great is great. The other thing about descriptions that I love is any other links. Um, maybe this is a place where you send them to a relevant blog post or a product download page or the next tutorial. Maybe this is where you're going to put your a link to another set of playlists that are helpful. YouTube has all sorts of ways that you can do that. You can do it in an end card or an info card. But you know, descriptions are ways that it's always there. And if people hit that "See More" you know section to look under, you've got a bunch of help resources right there for them. So there's lots you can do in the description too.
0: Well, Andy, I think you answered my the question. I was going to ask is because I know like a description, obviously, as Justin talked about. You know, it's a way to kind of further the search engine, let people know what it's the details of what it's really about. But I was wondering about those other things and and should we be putting in, you know, links to, you know, whatever else we want them to see. the, the other stuff, does that help SEO? Does it not help SEO? Is it kind of neutral? Like should we be trying to do those things or is that just kind of extra? As far
2: as SEO, I, I don't think it's going to do great necessarily for SEO. And the other thing it might do if you have too many is it's going to hurt your call to action. It's going to water everything down. Like you need to have, and we've said this before on this podcast, you need to have a strong call to action. What are your viewers next steps? Without that, they don't know what to do. They have too many options to click on. So really tell them what you want them to do. Tell them what to click on. Give them two relevant links, you know, one or two three is going to start getting muddy and on. So uh, I don't know that it's necessarily SEO help to have more links. Um, A longer description is not bad. It's going to be helpful, but uh, you may bury those links. So there's kind of give and take.
0: All right. Well, I love it. We've got so clear video title. We've got detailed descriptions. What is number three? I I love I get to play just the Got number yeah, three I, like it. my job. I like it. I like it.
1: Yeah. So uh, number three is conduct keyword research, which might sound super intimidating or like, I don't know, don't you need special tools for that type of thing? Um, we actually went through this in, in a previous episode, but you don't need special tools. Um, one of my favorite tools to use is Google itself. So whatever the term or the video you might be um looking to create one of my favorite favorite things is uh you know i kind of just call it like playing the detective so you type in your thing into google and you just investigate what shows up on that search engine results page the serp is what they call it s-e-r-p um so you look through and so if you type something in and there's no videos in the search result probably a good right off the bat you know okay probably spend time creating a video for this because Google isn't displaying any videos in this SERP right now. Um, However, on the flip side, if you type something in and you instantly see maybe a big video at the top or the three video carousels down at the bottom, like, okay, step one, like, cool, this keyword is active to make a video. From there, you can, there's uh, one of my favorite other things in Google is the people also ask box. If you type something in, Google's going to say, people also ask about these topics. And so you're just starting... It's not uh, when I say keyword research, it's less about like having these very defined keywords that you have to stuff into your video or try to pop into a script. And it's more like just try to answer as or have the best answer around the questions that this video is supposed to solve. And if yours is the most robust, it's probably got a pretty darn good shot at ranking.
2: You said something that I, I want to drill down on a bit because I actually am going to ask you a question now, Justin. This is one of those things that still feels so backwards to me. When you search a term and no video shows up, in my brain it says, oh, perfect. There's space for my video to rank. But what you're saying is Google isn't even showing results for videos for this term, whereas this other you know term has not only a big video, maybe a bunch of sub-videos, so it mm-hmm. is showing them. But what chance do I have to rank for this?
1: So that, that's. Yep. That's what you've I'm wondering. Pre- yeah, I think it's, there is always that possibility. And if it's, especially if it's a very, uh, if it's a really niche topic too, like there might not be a video there for it. So Google's not going to have one for every single one. So that's not like a hard stop to say no. It's more kind of like a, just a check as you're going through a, a prioritization list of topics mm-hmm. to say, if you've got three that already have videos in there that you might really want to also hit, how do you compare that against the one that is, it doesn't. But if you do a search and you have a whole bunch that don't have videos in there, well, I still would suggest making the videos because people are probably going to be searching it on YouTube or Google will eventually catch up. I've been seeing that a lot where search engine result pages that didn't have videos a month or two months or three months ago now have them. And they're just it's getting pulled in as Google's getting smarter and smarter and pulling those things through. So it's not like a, a, a extreme to say no, never make that video. It's more so just like one piece of the puzzle. I know we have
2: to move on pretty quickly, but the, the one thing I want to address with this too that's interesting, uh, because I felt that way when we first started this, like two years ago. I think it was June 2019 when we started kind of digging into SEO for YouTube. And uh, and one of the videos we started with, we watched there was this terrible thumbnail and okay video for one of those terms, um, but it had like hundreds of thousands of views, and we're like, oh man, we gotta get in here. We can we can do this. Um, we can get up to these numbers. Just like Last week I checked and we're I think a thousand views less than that video, which is still up there and still so we caught up like I, I was shocked by this. But remember with SEO, Justin always says, and I'm just going to keep quoting Justin forever. Justin always says it's like the stock market. This is the long play, right? This is not something that like, oh man, my video was up for six weeks and it didn't catch up like, no, but after two years, here we are ranking right alongside and showing up ahead in the search
0: results. Well, so that's, as you mentioned, it's the power of the long tail, right? Like it's a power of niche, being in a niche and going after that thing. So, but it's super interesting to me that, that, you know, one of the signals is if videos are not there and as as you said, Google might catch up, but I, I feel like that's a tall order, but I love that yeah. we're providing a way that, you know, you just keep working at it. And if it's not working, check your You can, you can test your title. You can test your description. Are you got the right things? chaptered, right? Like so this is all great stuff um and obviously get your keywords so you're going after the right keywords. So number 4 though is tagging your video and uh I'm not like that seems like a very maybe a YouTube specific thing. What do we mean by tagging your video?
1: Yeah, I think this is actually one where I was going to take it out, but it's it's still kind of a popular thing that people think about and you know i know for a while there it was it's sort of like classic seo where like we'll get well if i just shove all my tags in there then i'll rank and so i I wanted to bring this up more to just have a conversation around like their actual importance in the seo side because i i don't think they're all that important anymore um in terms of the grand scheme like i think all of the other things that we're sort of talking about matter more it's not that they are going to hurt you necessarily. And Andy can probably talk about this as an actual like YouTube practitioner, but it's not as easy as just saying, oh, I want to rank for a screen recording, so i want to put screen recording tag in, enter.
2: Yeah, I, I need to go in, actually, and delete our default tags um, because we have default tags. So when you upload a video, it gets these 10 tags added no matter what every time. It's things like TechSmith, Camtasia, Snagit. But right there is our mistake. Um, and I'm just being real honest because we've got three, you know, we've got a company name and two pieces of software. And now what is your video about? Well, YouTube thinks your video is about TechSmith and Snagit and Camtasia. And that's not true. So if my video is about audio editing, then I should have editing audio, audio editing, ways to edit audio, how to edit audio, audio, editing, editing, audio in Camtasia. Uh, like all of these audio and editing phrases, you can even spell them wrong, E-I-D-T for edit, like mix it up because people are going to type it wrong. Again, like Justin said, these may not be the highest uh, value SEO markers, Um, but if you really niche down into just what this video is about, it's going to speed up the process where YouTube figures out what this video is about because it's really for YouTube, right? It's not for the viewer. Viewers aren't seeing your tags, um it's for youtube and the algorithm to present it to people who may be interested in this topic or similar topics the other thing that doesn't get talked about very much is hashtags because no one really searches hashtags on youtube so why does it matter if you go to youtube and watch any video that has hashtags on it right under the title actually i think it's right a title sandwich between the Mm -hmm. video itself and the title you'll see maybe up to three hashtags that are clickable um so we may have screen recording audio editing camtasia um, and if I click it, I'll find anyone else's videos on those subjects. So there is a way to search hashtags. Again, slightly less value, but I just bury those. I'll, I'll choose three because no more than three will show up. I'll bury three at the bottom of my description that are only related, similar to, similar to tags, that are only related to the subject I'm talking about. So uh, anything you can do to kind of keep that focused subject uh, in your tags and your hashtags, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help. Like Justin said, it's not going to hurt. Um, and as long as they're specific, it should help.
0: So it feels like with this SEO that it's, there's, you know, in some, some things that we do in in life, there's these, it's like one big thing, but it seems like I'm guessing there's different weights here. How much you should, Mm -hmm. you know, you probably where you want to focus, your title needs to be probably, that's probably a heavier weighted in your description. Um, but it feels like you have to do all these things and they're all going to make a little bit of a difference but when you do all of them together that's where the impact comes is that is that an accurate assessment on my part
1: yeah i think yeah. so i think I mean, if somebody had the the wand that revealed what, you know, Google or YouTuber, you know, what's the main rank, and people discuss this in nausea, you know, like, go to any SEO forum, you'll just see back and forth in terms of what's the most important thing. Um, Google, like, notoriously has over 200 ranking factors alone in terms of what makes something rank and into their algorithm, and it's, it's all of, it's these little five, and then obviously everything uh way beyond that too um but yeah it's definitely a sum of the part situation versus like oh if i just do x y and z this will rank wow
0: yeah and you got one one other thing because yeah there's there there's another thing is,
2: well, we'll move on quickly i just want to say that the other thing now that we've gone through video title and description and keyword research the other thing to think of is using that keyword In your title and in your description early on. So, so you were just saying, you know, it's all these things. And that made me think, Oh yeah, by the way, it actually is all these things. Combine your keywords into your title and into your description so that they're, they're readily available for YouTube.
0: Yeah. I, I, well, I love that, that these things are all tying together and, you know, at some point we'll get through number five, but I feel like there's probably a conversation someplace along the line of like, oh gosh, I did all this work, I made all this stuff, and now I've got to do more stuff? Oh, video is so hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think what I'm hearing from your comment, Andy, is that, but you should probably have all this, like you have a lot of this stuff, right? Like you've thought through your audience, you thought through the intent, you thought through the objective, you thought through all these pieces, and now you're just kind of bringing it to it a little bit, slightly tweaked medium for for the the robots to consume, if, if you will.
2: Yeah. I bet if you go back to our episodes on script writing and planning and everything, you'll hear Justin talk about SEO and keyword research back then because that's where it really should come in is early when you're planning and now you can apply those things.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the, the best time to do all this is actually before it goes to YouTube. It's to have all this stuff planned out so you already know your title, you already know your tags, you already know what keyword you're creating the video around and how you want to how you want to set those things up.
0: Awesome, so we are at number five, which is add captions, which I I get this. I think I I I understand this one, because let me guess, let me guess. YouTube and Google are reading your captions. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep. So they can. Yeah, they absolutely can read your captions. Eerily enough, I'm pretty sure YouTube can can read what's going on in your videos, even if you didn't Correct. put an SRT file in there. So um, Well, they just and, generate
0: captions for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. they they have there's they have the technology. So yeah. Um they uh they're getting smarter and smarter. Captions are are great for multiple reasons with SEO. I'll highlight a few of the reasons why I think they're great for SEO and then Andy Matt, feel free if you guys have any thoughts on that too. Um, The main one is um, because of what you said, where Google can read those, but also there's this ability to take your captions that you have made and use them in your descriptions and use them in other pieces, whether you want to also create a little piece of content, a help file that goes with it. There's all sorts of things your captions can do for you after the fact. They also help um, uh, as you're scrolling on your phone on YouTube in particular, like if you don't want to actually listen or watch the video, you can actually just, you know, this is true on all social platforms, but if we're talking about this in particular, you can actually consume the content without having to listen to the audio. And then obviously, just from an accessibility standpoint, it broadens your audience and and allows that content to be consumed uh, and and shared and watched by by more people yeah
2: yeah i don't remember the the, excuse me the statistics for youtube offhand i know it was facebook it was off the charts it's something like 75 or higher percent of viewers are actually watching videos with the sound off um and Mm -hmm. so having those captions are immediately Going to keep your audience more engaged because they can actually understand what's being said. Um, and I mean a lot of people will put, you know, rather than captions, they'll do on-screen text. And that's fine. Um, but the benefit of captions too is again, like we've said, it's it's searchable by you know search engines. So Google can can index it. Um, the other thing we've done, and I don't know that this is necessarily great for SEO, but it's great for your audience. If you have a large audience, if you have an international audience, if you have people watching, you can you can check in all your YouTube Studio Analytics. I've got a lot of people watching from you know Mexico or Spain well then you should have some Spanish captions on there if you're speaking English. And you can very easily do that by auto-translate in Google. You can do, I think YouTube's captions will do auto-generated captions in the language. Um, And then they'll even offer a box for you to translate your description and title. And that's when I typically just grab it, go over to Google's translate, drop it in there uh, and paste it. It's like 95%, it's not 100% accurate. Um, but we've had, we've had our team who speak other languages review them, and they say most of the time it's, it's pretty spot on. So, so that's another chance to kind of broaden your audience. Um, but yeah, SEO uh, for, for captions is just a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, I have actually no sense of what is good for SEO and captions, but I would, I would have to imagine that Google would say, or any, you know, they're looking at the accessibility, Justin, you mentioned accessibility, right? They've got to look at that and say, like, this is making it easier for everyone to watch. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the hard of hearing. It's not just the you know sight, or, you know the impaired in any way. It's making it better for everyone, and we want to. Re- I would think, and I don't know, but it seems like you would reward that, right? Because that benefits them. Because they want people to watch on YouTube longer, more mm-hmm. more videos. That's what they really are concerned about. We're we're concerned about getting in front of people, so they they get the help that they need or the success that they need. Google cares about time. I, wow. I, I imagine so. Yeah, I don't know. And as we
2: talk. As we talked about like script writing, when we're doing it at the front stage and we're talking about keywords, when you're writing your script, hopefully you're applying your keywords into your script. And now what is your caption file, but that script with your keywords in it, hopefully. So there's another chance for Google to index your keywords.
0: Man, this is good stuff. And and then if you wrote a script, like we talked about before, you've got your transcription. So it's going to be accurate because YouTube's transcriptions are good but sometimes yeah. they can't understand the way I talk because I talk <laughs> funny. It's same thing with lots of transcription tools. It's like, it's, it gets, we, we they apparently don't like- work for Texas something or other Texas yeah. Smith. Mm, yes. Not tech Smith. So you know, I've also I, seen
2: taxes, taxes mitt. Yeah. They don't, they don't understand pronouns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay. So we've gotten five. We're almost out of time here. Uh, what else are there any kind of, I want to get our final take here. But what else, is there anything real quick that you guys would wanna mention about SEO and video before we take our final take?
2: Yeah, there's one thing that we've talked about video title, we've talked about description, we've talked about script, therefore your captions. Uh, One thing I I use TubeBuddy currently for, you know, kind of amplifying the SEO reach. Um, One thing I like about TubeBuddy is it shows like, hey, not only use your keyword, but use it in the first 200 characters of your description. Use it in the first 60 characters of your title. Like they're kind of emphasizing, like really put it at that front end of your, title and description. So whether or not this is a perfect you know, method, I mean, honestly, if everyone uses TubeBuddy and everyone figures this out and uses it, I don't know how effective it'll be after a while, but right now it's working. So <laughs> I would say front load those keywords. Uh, and I think that's just another opportunity to get seen and really tools like uh, VidIQ, TubeBuddy. Uh, I know there are more, you know, they have free versions and they have paid versions and you can get in there and really start to, you know, do the basic work to juice up your videos. And they'll last thing i'd add is even though it's not seo related once you get views in front of your your video that thumbnail better look good because otherwise someone's not going to want to click it so we have a whole i think we've talked about thumbnails plenty before but you have to have a decent looking thumbnail otherwise when they get there and find your video they'll go
0: mm, nah." yeah makes sense. makes makes total sense justin anything you'd want to add i'm putting you up uh, on the big screen just because yeah i no, that you do
1: that's good no i was i was literally gonna go with thumbnails i think thumbnails they tie right in with number one it could have gone it could have been easily one of the top five um things as far as seo and again it's not that by you putting the title that then google or youtube can read what you put in your thumbnail uh it's not that that matters from the seo side what matters is that click and getting that click through because the more that google and youtube see people clicking staying watching like they put all those they can connect all those dots right and see what is the most useful thing for the audience so if you can get more people to click on your video to watch it longer all of those things matter to help that video eventually get to the spot where it's going to rank
0: all right well this has been fantastic I have, I have learned a ton. It's got me really thinking about how I can apply this, not only to our public facing videos, but also thinking about internal videos when you're working in just an LMS, all these things make sense again, in those systems. I just want to be the advocate for that because I think sometimes it's so easy to think, Oh, marketers, they do their marketing thing. (laughs) Trainers, we do our training thing. But if you're doing customer education, of course you want to get your videos found. If you're doing internal training, you, same things, people are people, right? And you want them to click on things. You want them to watch things. You want them to understand that proposition going into it and then be able to get to the points they need, like chaptering, get them to the point. That's gonna, they're coming back. It makes a great job, Abe. So with this all said, let's do our final takes here. Uh, I think I'll start because I I, I feel like I learned so much. So my final take (laughs) is this, do the work connect all the pieces together, do the five things, plus all the other things you need to do, and then just connect them together. And if you do that, I can't guarantee anybody's success, but it feels like you're gonna be more successful at drawing the attention that you need from the from the Google robots, from real people, because they'll see the value that your video has to offer. Andy, you wanna go next? Sure, I think
2: all of these things, right? Whether it's title and description or, or Keywords, they really do matter, but what matters most is that they actually appear in your video, that this video is actually about what you say it's about. That's gonna then increase your watch time because people show up and they're getting the information they want. So do your keyword research, write your script based on the keyword research, upload it with a title and description based on that keyword, all these things based on, as Justin said, your research. So do that thoroughly and you should set yourself up for success.
0: Awesome, all right, Justin, final take.
1: When you are creating content for Google, YouTube, whether that's written, whether it's a video, focus on your audience first and foremost, their intent, what they're looking for, how you can help solve their problems, and then worry about all the nitty gritty stuff after. If you, can, if you can solve people's problems and you can create content that helps them, your video is well set up um, to, to rank. So I think focus on the user first and Google and YouTube second. Well said,
0: Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Visual Lounge, our video workflow. We'll be back in a couple weeks with the video workflow. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, go listen to the other part of the Visual Lounge. Go check out some of our videos on YouTube. You can see our titles, our descriptions. You can see a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, maybe get inspired and you know like, subscribe, do all that great stuff too, because it helps us to make better shows. Thanks everybody and we'll see you guys next time.